I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at rainnetwork.com. You are listening to the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from RAIN. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for joining. Militant and grassroots violence in the West Bank intensified in the last months of 2022 alongside Israeli counterterrorism operations and a spike in Israeli far-right violence. What's going on and why does this matter? Charles Thorson has the details. He's a global security analyst for RAIN. Welcome back to the podcast, Charles. Hi, Emily. Thanks for welcoming me back. Thanks for having me. To me, as a reader, this latest uptick in violence seems different. What is making this latest pattern of violence different from previous ones? Well, I'd like to highlight a couple key things that really make this latest wave of violence different, Emily. Uh, First of all, we have a sustained increase over a long period of time, over a period of, I believe it's over, over three months, Uh, Previous waves of violence have been usually just a one-month or so spike in violence. Secondarily, what's a little bit new about this level of violence is we have some new groups involved, including one called the Lion's Den, which is a a local West Bank-based group that's kind of unaffiliated with other Palestinian militant factions. So, Charles, can you talk about some of the factors in the West Bank that have fostered the emergence of these new groups? Sure. Uh, Probably one of the biggest factors is a high level of unemployment. Uh, So there's been an economic downturn associated with COVID-19 that um, has made a lot of uh, people, it's rendered a lot of people unemployed. And then um, that's, a lot of them have turned either to arms trafficking or arms manufacturing as a result of it. So they're getting involved in militant adjacent circles, as it were. Uh, Secondarily, we have a a fairly broad uh, dissatisfaction with the conduct of the Palestinian government. So the Palestinian Authority uh, people are are increasingly, uh, you know, hostile or angry with the Palestinian Authority's approach to governance. And then there's the new far-right government in Israel. Um, Can you talk about how that might affect what's going on? Uh, sure. The new far-right government in Israel is an outgrowth of a broader uh, rightward trend in Israeli politics that some of my colleagues can talk about a little bit better. But the new far-right government in Israel um, really wants to expand Israeli settlements in the West Bank and is not at all shy about um, uh, causing friction with the local Palestinian population and that kind of uh, increases grassroots anger on the part of Palestinians, uh, especially as, as settlements expand and as uh, settlers who are often associated with the far right in Israel um, as they come into conflict with local Palestinians. So looking forward, how do you think these factors and any potential developments in the territories could affect the future for West Bank militancy? So a couple things I would highlight going forward are uh, we don't know how the far-right government is going to approach the security situation. In all likelihood, at least they uh, vocally favor a more harsh crackdown in the West Bank, and that would suggest a, that a, a crackdown that could further drive violence. 
additionally, the group The Lion's Den that I mentioned earlier is becoming a somewhat of a template for other local activist groups, or local militant groups, rather, in the West Bank um, that, um, you know, that, that, that other groups can kind of emulate, so that we're seeing a, a decentralization of violence. Um, a third factor that, uh, going forward, that could be an issue is uh, future changes in Palestinian governance. So uh, the, the current Palestinian president, Mahmoud Abbas, is in very poor health, and it's possible he may, he may die without clear succession plans. And so there's a, a good chance of there being some political uh, upheaval, at least immediately following his death. That would also, could also contribute to in an increased likelihood of violence uh, due to a, a, a political vacuum. So we're looking at, in 2023, some potential escalation in the region. Yes, we are. It's going to probably be uh, an escalation in grassroots-driven attacks and attacks by small militant groups. Um, the most likely kinds of attacks we're likely to see are shooting and knife attacks along the lines of what we've seen before. But as the a, a recent attack in Jerusalem, I believe it was late November, demonstrates that uh, even bombings are not incredibly out of the question. Um, so it, we're looking at a fairly violent 2023 going forward based on, on current indicators. Charles Thorson is a global security analyst with RAIN. Thank you so much, Charles. Thank you, Emily. You can find Charles Thorson's work in RAIN's risk management tools, which offer improved situational awareness on emerging risks and threats so you can proactively manage and mitigate potential issues. Learn about RAIN's suite of risk intelligence tools and how they can help your enterprise at RAINnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E-Network.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. 